In this particular case, a psalm written by David for the sons of Korah, the 49th psalm. My comments will be exceeding brief. There's one verse I want from this psalm, and it's the 15th verse. In the midst of this psalm, which the first three verses tell us, that it is wisdom and understanding provided to all men of all economic categories and classes and all inhabitants of the world because they're all going to die. There is hopelessness in all in this psalm throughout from beginning to end. And there is foolishness on the part of men continuing to live without regard to God even though they see all their relatives and friends dying like sheep and animals. But in the 15th verse, there is the hope of the righteous. And it's the only verse, for the most part, that has such hope in this psalm. And so we read it with that being our point of emphasis, but realizing that if we do not have the hope of the 15th verse, then we are like the beasts that perish according to the last verse. Let's all stand together as we read the 49th Psalm in unison and worship the Lord this way. Together. Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world. Both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom. And the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about? They that boast in their wealth, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever, that he should still live forever, and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. This their way is their folly. Yet their posterity approve their sayings. Selah. Like sheep they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. And the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For he shall receive me. Selah, be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. 
Though while he lived, he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. Amen and amen. You may be seated. This is a psalm of wisdom and understanding about life. That it's short and you cannot stop death. There is no discharge in that war. The son of this writer would say in the book of Ecclesiastes, and how foolish it is for men to trust in their wealth, seeing that they cannot pay a price to stop death or to even defer it. And they see their posterity following in their steps, living life the same way, thinking that they're going to live forever, naming their lands after themselves, but they're cast like sheep into the grave. The consequence is that we shouldn't be afraid when one is made rich, and we shouldn't be envious when one is made famous, because they're not going to take either their wealth or the praise and adulation of men into the grave with them. They are going to the generation of their fathers where there is no light, nor praise, nor anything good. And men that are in honor and don't humble themselves before the great God of heaven and remember these things are like the beasts that perish. We want the 15th verse. But we want that inspired disjunctive but. In contrast to all that is said about the wicked and the wealthy and their dying and their utter hopelessness and the redemption of their souls being too valuable for them to ever redeem the dearest in family to them. We have a but. And so the poor keeper of sheep who lived among the sheepcoats of his father had this to say, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. The price is too precious for men to pay it, but God paid the price through the precious blood of his own son. And God will redeem my soul. And that soul is the living person of David at this point, particularly meaning his body. The issue of the 49th Psalm is your body, that it will not see corruption is what's described here. Verse 9, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. The spirit doesn't corrupt. It's the body that corrupts. The word soul in the body. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Well, what had he gathered together in the form of dust to breathe into nostrils? What are we talking about? The body. Without your body, you're not altogether you. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that he did not desire to be naked. That means to have a spirit without a body. But he wants his glorified one. No more on that. Right now we want that 15th verse, but God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. That is the adoption that we're waiting for, to wit, the redemption of our bodies. Or vice versa. The redemption that we're waiting for is the adoption of our bodies. In either case, God is still going to claim our bodies in the great day of resurrection. But, in contrast 
to these men being unable to help their brothers, God will pay the price for our bodies and deliver us from the power of the grave, which no man can escape, and no corrupting, dissolving body can put itself together again and gain the strength to take another breath of life. But God will send our spirits back into our bodies and glorify them, and we shall appear with Him in glory, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, for He shall receive me. God is going to buy back our souls from the power of the grave and then receive us into heaven, body, soul, and spirit. Selah. Stop and consider those things. While the world around us rushes on in the glory of the playoffs of the NFL season, in the glory of a political election, in the glory of making money in a country that is still very prosperous, in in the pleasure and the entertainment of a country given over to their happiness and fun as they rush on to death and they fall into the grave like the carcasses of sheep. God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. If we had martyrs being taken out of this congregation and their lives being taken and their bodies cast into graves, if we were slaves of another race, working for masters where we might have been abused and taken from our homeland, whatever case that you need to consider, it is a shame that because of the prosperity and the pleasure and the peace that we have in America, you don't appreciate the 15th verse as much as you should. It used to be in days of hard times and in days of martyrs and in days of slavery and in days of war and in days of dying, when they were dying around you from bubonic plagues and smallpox and whatever other course of disease and pestilence God sent on earth, you would come into the house of God and you'd be thankful for a verse like this. And so it is our incumbent duty to still our minds and calm our souls and focus our attention on this verse and make it as important as it should be to us. This life is nothing but a very, very short, temporary period of probation in light of the eternity of heaven. And God is going to redeem us. Even our bodies that corrupt and stink so quickly after the Spirit leaves them will be put together and glorified and God will receive them. And the Bible tells us flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven, but God is going to change our bodies so that we can inherit the kingdom of heaven and be in the presence of God in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ with His glorified body. And when we see His glorified body, we're going to be just like Him because He's going to, made a, he's going to have made us just like the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 49 and the 15th verse. May God bless us to rejoice in the inspired disjunctive that God will buy back or redeem our souls from the power of the grave for he shall receive us. Selah. Let's think on that today and let's sing about it.